you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Damashek football program available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. Hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to the Dave Damashek football program available as always on iTunes, Stitcher, and nfl.com slash Sheck. S-H-E-K, Sheck, Sheck, Sheck. Cause for much celebration this week. A lot of intrigue as well. We're into week two of free agency. The retirement of Chris Borland. Well, Kibitz about that. The signing of Trent Richardson. Much to get to. And, of course, some reckless speculation about what it all means for the 2015 NFL season. Meantime, real quick, I mentioned celebrations. What a week it's been. Jean-Claude Van Damashek, the original football baby, uh, my, my first boy, turned six years of age so happy birthday to him because i'm sure he's listening right now in school my old man is definitely listening at some point to this happy birthday to him two days later and then after that saint patrick's day and the guy seated to my immediate left let's say hello to him because he hails from the uk where the I, i i wonder if they do a really grand celebration over there it's handsome hank He's handsome, he's handsome, he's handsome. Hello, handsome, and happy St. Patrick's Day. Same to you, Dave. Thank you very much. So what's it like over there? Well, you know what? It's funny. I've actually, I've been here for St. Patrick's Day a lot of times, and it's way bigger deal here. I have never been in Ireland for St. Patrick's Day, where presumably it is, of course, the biggest holiday of the year outside of maybe Christmas. But uh, but in in Britain, in, in England, not not celebrated in any way. Is that for political strife because of that? No, 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 no. I just think, I don't, I think, you know, it's not a holiday. It's not a day that people have off. You certainly would go to the pub and drink a Guinness, but I would do that on Tuesday, the 4th of November. Well, people don't get the day off in the U.S., but a lot of people treat it that way. Right. I'll tell you, I spent, uh, I spent, you know, about a decade in Chicago after I got out of college in, uh, in there. And the Green River 
which is insane. It really is one of those things that you really should see if you ever get. Matter of fact, look up pictures online of it. I tweeted one out uh, on uh, on Tuesday. It really is insane. It look it's the color of a jolly uh, of a jolly rancher green apple candy. Right. It is it, it's impossibly green this bright emerald uh, color, but of course that's just the beginning of the of the fun on uh, St. Pat. Some of the great days of my life. There was one day where my pal Reggie and I decided after when we had a gang with us, but we decided, and I, I'm still not clear on what was going on. It was 19 years ago um, that we did this, but at some point in the proceedings, we decided, you know what? St. Patrick's Day just won't stand unless we cross state lines and have a drink somewhere else. So we went to Indiana. Of course. I don't know why, though. It was a very strange move, and yet it was a. It, it proved to be a uh, an enjoyable one. A huge success, I'm sure. Yeah. So it was a. So it was a lot of fun. Anyway, handsome. It's been so long since we've seen you. Talk about. I don't know where to start. Black tie is behind the glass. Elliot Harrison will be in here at some point, I believe. That is the plan. Although with EH, you, you never know. He might need to go take a shower or something. I know he might be too busy tweeting about how handsome Hank and I are less uh, of human beings than he is because he advocates not showering once a week to help save water. Right. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't know. Let's hope it wasn't this morning that he decided not to shower. We can't smell him uh, down here on planet Earth with him perched way up there on Mount Pius as he is. Handsome. Free agency was very exciting. It was a thriller, wasn't it? There's, uh, you know, Chris Borland retires now. He is, uh, I think, the fourth guy under 30 to retire in the last uh, in the last couple of weeks, but let's start with you. You're a resident Miami Dolphins fan, and I feel like because Revis happened right, well, I think within uh, uh, maybe an eight hour range of Indomitian Sue finally signing his deal and and, and uh, landing there in Miami. What do you make of your favorite team, and what do you make of the AFC East? Because I legitimately by all four of those teams now. I don't think any one of them is, seems fraudulent after these moves. Yeah, I agree. I think the, I mean, of all the divisions, if you look at them, you know, the eight divisions, uh, the FCs was the one that made the most moves. And, you know, it's, it's probably natural. The Patriots, the Super Bowl champions live in that division, so you better do whatever you can to catch them because they're streets ahead of, of those three teams and have been for some time now. You know, look at the Bills, LaShawn McCoy, that's a huge signing. Getting Jerry Hughes back again, that's great. They still don't have a quarterback. Look at the Jets. They got Revis, which is good. And, you know, I think Jets And Cromartie. And Cromartie. I buy to have those two back yeah, together right. again. I buy them both more than I do either of them individually, if you know what I mean. I think having both of them on the field. I think that about Cromartie, certainly. If, right. he, if he had gone to, whatever, Tennessee, I would think, ah, well. But he, he did pretty well in Arizona last sure. year. And, obviously, Todd Bowles, the new Jets head coach, will be happy to have him back there. But they still don't have a quarterback either. And then the Dolphins get Sue, and they make some moves on the offensive side. Did they gut well. themselves though? Did they have to gut too many players no. to bring in? Uh, I mean, you look at the in? you look at the the you know this is a lot of the space that they managed to clear to sign in Damakon Sue is was down to removing some of the pieces that Jeff Ireland put in there, who had horribly underperformed. You like Donnell Ellaby and Philip Wheeler were both pretty much trash and they managed to get something back for Ellaby and Kenny Stills and, and a draft pick with the Saints. Um, Hartline's contract was bloated and, and you know, he, he'd been a, a nice sort of 
blanket. Isn't uh, it funny, by the way, how incestuous the division is? Is it? Yeah. I'm trying to think, is there another division that is comparable at all? Because you have Tannenbaum, formerly of the Jets, now down there in Miami, and actually apparently having a big hand in making some of these right. savvy plays. And then Rex Ryan's now in Buffalo. It's a, I like the idea of the fact that Tan- I mean, now sort of the longest-running saga of free agency at this point now that people have signed is Charles Clay, the Dolphins' tight end, right. free agent, and the Dolphins put the transition tag on, so which means that they can, they can match another team's offer. They're sort of playing a game of chicken between Tannenbaum and Rex, you know, in, in Buffalo, who clearly wanted Clay. But now there's, you know, the Dolphins have enough. Ca- that in fact, Clay, because he's a, on the transition tag, it means that he's a part of their salary cap already. So he's accounted for. They can afford him. I don't think the Dolphins need him because they got Jordan Cameron. So they're just sort of like, you'll move, Rex. And it's it's a fascinating game of chicken that's being played out and being played out over a fairly long time because most of these free agency things I know, happen yeah. very quickly. Um, and, and, you know, and, oh, by the way, a couple more, Ryan Fitzpatrick, formerly of the Bills, now with the Jets, the Jets, and Darrell Rivas, of course, wins yep. a Super, uh, Jets, wins a Super Bowl now yep. back. It's pre- I, I don't think there is another division with so much of that overlap, obviously, in the era of free It definitely agency. seems that way, but, but I truly believe that that division's improved itself the most, where I think you could have made a pretty good argument that outside of the Patriots, so the competition the Patriots had to win that division's been, over, let's say, the last five years, has been as, as low as any division in, in the league when when the Jets started to fall off. Right. And that, But really, like I say, my original point is I don't think any of those other three teams are, aside from obviously the reigning champions, I think, not, I, I think all three of those teams feel like they made good moves here. Yeah. They all look like they're improved. They all seem legitimate to me. I almost can't. In fact, I'm I'm scratching it out for NFL.com, and also I want to talk with uh, you and maybe EH if he ever shows up here, and Black Tie as well. I like to recklessly speculate, if you haven't heard. Some artists work in clay, some work in oils. I work in reckless speculation, and so I want to get everybody's thoughts about this. But it's hard to divine anything about the AFCs because they all seem good now. I can't... Well, let me let me let me see if I can help you there because the the two things that and I am clearly biased, but I don't think we mind that here. The Bills and Jets, the the position they didn't sort out is quarterback. The Bills, you know, are are, are still gambling on maybe EJ Manuel coming good or Matt Castle being agree know, the better Matt Castle, which still isn't. You definitely good. your Dolphins have the clear cut right. second best QB in the division. In the division, and the other two are, are some way behind. I don't I don't think anyone buys Ryan Fitzpatrick at this point. So like you can collect all these nice pieces and shiny toys on offense, but if you haven't got the guy, if 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 the opposing defense doesn't really care about what your quarterback is going to do, then it's a lot harder to use. I I know, but I, I feel like that while that's true, Ryan Tannehill isn't, you know, whatever, if we want to call him among the elititudinous uh, QBs of pro football, I'm not ready. To, I'm not ready to put him there, but to he's do that, a top 14 quarterback. Yeah, I, well, I agree with that. But here's the other thing with the Bills. Here's the counter to that. I think Rex Ryan is one of those guys. We, we The only sample we have is his time with the Jets. But I think you watch. I bet you 2015, not, I don't know what else happens after this season, but I bet you Rex gets that team an extra two wins. Oh, I, I, yeah, I'd agree. I would say of that in that division, I'm more worried about the Bills than I am about the Jets. That defense should be mighty. And by the way, the Jets' defense should be mighty. And by the way, the Dolphins' defense could be pretty menacing, at least as far as a pass rush goes. 
I think it'll be more menacing than the other two. Do you really? Yeah, I really do. I think, you know, and I said this uh, last week as we bounce around here. I think <clears throat> this is the first bit of reckless speculation. I, I shared it last week. It's a holdover. And by the way, your old pal, our old pal, Ross Tucker, once again wounded that you couldn't find the time in your busy schedule to say hello to him. I mean, it w- you brought us together. People people enjoy Ross Tucker's visits to DDF. No one more than me. The only sorrow is that you haven't been a part of them. Well, I, you know, it, 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 free agency week, unfortunately, isn't a time where I can gallivant around with you, Dave. We're not. There's no culinary tour taking place during free agency week. I, I have to have my head down. Well, let me say this to you. So I floated it to him, and I float it to you now. Drew Brees to the New York Jets. This is a great play That's, for both teams. The Drew Brees is not should should be traded, but it shouldn't be to the Jets. It should be to the Arizona Cardinals. Ooh! If Drew Brees wants to go get himself a championship, that's not happening in New York with the Jets. But sorry, the, but in order for the Saints, I you know what I disagree with that because if Drew Brees, if you I. Cap reasons, Ross Tucker and other realists want to take me down from my uh, from my perch of speculation mm-hmm. and and say, well, that they wouldn't be able to work out the contract. I don't know. Doesn't it seem like when teams want to work these contracts out that they have an ability, especially sure. if you're dealing him? It's not like Drew Brees is a free agent. But I don't the Saints what... could absorb theoretically I, a portion I, of that I, I money. I get that point. Wanted. I get that part of it entirely. I'm not. And it's not even fun to talk about. It's that not part. fun to talk about that. But what I'd say is. I, I, the Jets. I don't know why the Jets would do that move because they'd be. And I don't know they why would be, Drew Brees would do it because the Jets aren't close enough to a Super Bowl to then mortgage. You know, yes, like they a draft, are. No, they're not. The Jets can't. They can't hand over those draft picks. They can't hand over that money to a guy who, you know, let's say he's got three more years in the NFL. I just don't see that the window being there for them to do Wait it. Wait a second. You think the Jets would have to give up a ton for Drew Brees? Yes. I don't think they would. I they would be taking on a massive contract. This is Drew Brees' last year in New Orleans, or maybe a couple more. He is going to move. I mean, I don't know that they're going to commit another $20 million to him ever again. They would be, that's what you see these deals. It's a head scratcher from a distance. The casual fan, one of the biggest questions around free agency is, wait, my team only got a fifth-round draft pick for an all-pro? What, Brandon Marshall isn't worth more than that? Yeah, because of the massive dollar hit that it takes away from your thing. You're doing, if the Saints traded up to get him, they now have two. They, they have those two first-round draft picks. I wouldn't even be surprised if they sent the latter of the two, along with Drew Brees, to move up to get uh, the Jets pick. No, no, pick. no, Dave. They, but there's one. But there's very di- big difference between receivers who you know there are a penny a dozen. Is that a thing that people say? Or and and then a, four quid and a franchise quarterback. I don't know what that means. But and, it sounds good. And a franchise quarterback that there aren't you, as Dave Damashek himself has told us, there aren't very many of those on earth. You st- there's still a premium to be paid. It's not going to be the same deal as like Brandon Marshall for a fifth just to offload a contract. Well, here's the here's the other thing. But the Arizona Cardinals makes good sense. I think if listen, I I I would do that if I were them because that window is going to close and all they're going to got there is Drew Stanton. How about Washington DC? That's another. Dan Snyder would love that splash, and by the way, so would Woody Johnson. Right. But but uh, we know Dan Snyder likes to make moves like this. He he understands the PR at least from a PR side. I'm sure he would be jazzed about that. That would be that would be a, a terrific move for for that team as well. But the Jets with Drew Brees would be the best team in the AFC. That's it. They would be the most. I disagree with Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker. 
with that defense that they'll have, especially with uh, with Todd Bowles and that secondary now and that front line with the with the couple of guys they have up front in Wilkinson um, and uh, who am I forgetting? Sheldon uh, and, she- and uh, yeah, and Sheldon Richardson. Um, that would be the best team. That would be that would be the AFC's finest team. And are but but the other point I want to make to you about this is here's here's why. So you teams. really believe in the Jets order are just missing a quarter? That's all that they're missing is a quarterback. I think in the AFC, when it's really hard to identify who the best team is, it's the Patriots, right? Isn't the aren't the Patriots the best team in the AFC right now? Oh yeah, yeah, but they don't have Darrell Revis, who was really the difference maker in them getting finally over the hump after a decade. Here he is joining us for this conversation inside Studio 66. Another guy who's been away for far too long, all the way from Texas. Well, by way of Mount Pius, it's Elliot Harrison. What's the wow? Called? Mount Pius. What yeah, that's I right. I see. I what do you think? Twitter, you understand, is public, right? Yeah. What did I do? You attacked Handsome and I. Ah, uh, I tell you, for not caring as much about the planet I, as you. Let me tell you one. Did you say that? A, I didn't say that. I one think of we need to I, save water some, and I think we only should bathe ourselves six days a week, not seven. I brought it up on uh, DDFP, but and y'all ca- call me smelly it. Let's say one thing. Like, That's a today. Matter. You know, today, I've actually. Come I was over about here, to. Come over I was here. about to give you credit for something. You said you had a little jingle that really stuck in my head. I swear, you said if it's yellow, let it mellow, and that yeah. uh, if it's I, brown, flush it down. There it is. That's so right. I was. About I to made give that you one credit. up. No, you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> hey man, I will tell you what though, has bathed today. Come around here, smell him. Oh, I can. Smell I have, but I did yesterday. Delicious. I've. I. Hey, one of your dedicated listeners brought it up. On my Twitter feed, I guess he, he didn't attach your Twitter handle, at Damashek. I saw it. Uh, we I it, have we continued it. my one day a week. I do not shower. One day a week. It's my little contribution. I'm doing the best that I can. Uh, yeah, I am concerned. California's water supply is a You should move Swindling. to New England because you're a patriot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I heard you guys talking about the Patriots being the best team in the AFC. Uh, so you're saying that the Jets are better than the Patriots if they get what quarterback? Drew Brees. Drew Brees. I think that I feel as though there is a legitimate chance that the Saints, so loaded with crummy contracts over the last few years, mm-hmm. clearly are turning the page. It's just how severe are they willing to get before 2015? Are they will? I mean, Jimmy Graham is now gone. He is their best non-QB offensive player. Are they really willing to rip off the Band-Aid, turn the page, land their quarterback of the future in Marcus Mariota in exchange for a guy who's done great work for the team? But are they going to win a Super Bowl? That's the assessment, really, to me. If you're a team like the Saints, you're not, you know, the Jags, if they went nine and seven, would be over the moon. But that's not the aspiration for certain for a certain handful of teams. Even getting to the postseason will not will that be a satisfying season for Sean Payton at all? No, it's the Super Bowl. Are they realistically going to win the Super Bowl this year? No, I do not see a path to that. So may as well get rid of Breeze if they buy Mariota if they believe that he's the guy for them. They're not, but I don't think that um, Sean Payton's along for for a rebuild. I just don't feel like he. I don't feel like his time in in New Orleans is going to include, uh, you know, a rebuilding program. I agree. I, I, you know, and so you asked us to come to the. I'm going to take people behind the curtain here. You asked us to come with a bold prediction for the yes. 2015 season. For, Wait, are you going to do this, it right now? Well, I, I have one that involves this conversation. Do we want to do it now, Black Tie? Black Tie's the producer behind the glass. Do you want to? When do... did we last listen? Well, to that? well, last time the last show we did, I brought back a segment. 
the black tie shout out, and this time we're going to bring back. Oh yeah! Did you hear the black tie shout out? He did a shout out the last uh, show. Did so it back. back after. And this episode, we're going to bring back the blacklist. The All right. Black oh, so we're doing it. All right. I'm fine to do the blacklist, but for the record. The question was, are we going to jump into all of our reckless speculation right now and that's, then do the blacklist? No, that's the first thing on the blacklist. Give me a 2015 bold prediction. Oh, so the whole thing is a blacklist. It is. Right. I got you. All right. Well, I have several, but all right. We'll start with a handsome hat. Since Go we're ahead. talking about it, my, my prediction was that after the 2015 season, Breeze, Peyton, and Loomis, so the quarterback, head coach, and general manager will no longer be in New Orleans. And 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 that's why I'm saying I don't think Sean Payton's along for a rebuilding effort, which is why I don't think I think a year from now Breeze won't be there, but I don't think that Sean Payton has the stomach to totally build the totally rebuild the Saints and and like trade the pieces away and do the action that means that they get back there again. Well, like anybody else who's listening, when you started that sentence, you can uh, you can understand why I thought you were about to say after 2015, Drew Brees. Peyton, I thought you were going to make some grand statement about the Iron Five quarterbacks, Peyton Manning. Oh, gonna, I see. They're going to be out of the NFL oh, or no, something. No, no, no. Or Tom Sorry. Brady will be gone. I was, I was thinking, how, what does Mickey Loomis have to do with those? Sorry, Sean Peyton. Um, yeah, I, 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 I feel like that is where this thing's headed now. They're trying to purge these crummy contracts. You know, they have reshaped as much as they can in a week's worth of free agency from being this uh, team that tries to attack you deep with, um, you know, Brandon Cooks is going to really have to take on a much larger role, but that they're going to try to to grind you more on the ground. And that reminds me of something that I that I started, the, or I did tell Ross Tucker last week, and I'll tell it to you fellas now. It's interesting. The premise that in the 21st century, you have to have an elite attitudinous QB to win the Super Bowl is pretty valid. If you look at the last 12, which pretty much covers the, or the, I'm sorry, the last 15, I think. If you look at the last 15 titles, one, and that takes us all the way back to uh, January of ought one. If you look at them, almost all those teams did have what would be categorized as a top six QB and the teams that are the outliers to that. So Brady has won four. Roethlisberger has won two. Both guys have played in more Super Bowls beyond that. Breeze won one. Peyton won one, played in uh, played in more than that one. These guys get to the if you have one of those, it's a great way yeah, to get your to the outliers Super Bowl. are are your outliers are Dilfer and Brad Johnson. If you're including those guys, but yeah, yeah if, I'm talking about Super Bowl winners, right? So if yeah. you include those guys, and then you include Flacco in that group, and Russell Wilson is an intriguing case. I mean, do you count him in that top tier? I, I guess you probably can. But either way, the premise seems to be, and oh, and Eli is the other guy. The premise is you either need that QB, but you can also win because the Giants have won a couple, the Ravens, the Buccaneers, like you say. You can go the route of the Seahawks. Dominant defense, grind you on the ground. Maybe that's what San Francisco, I mean, that what the Saints are trying to do. They won't have the defense to make that work exactly in 2015. But that is the other way, and that's when we talk about the AFC East to, to go back to that. Yes, the Patriots will be the favorite because they have Tom Brady, but the other three teams have, have a legit shot, sure. in my opinion, because they all seem ready to really dominate defense. All three could be defensively dominant teams, very much like the NFC West of the last few years. And if I were the Jets, I'd really have a hard time 
looking away from Todd Gurley or Melvin Gordon in round one. Because if they got one of those guys, if they don't wind up with Mariota, I mean, I think that, that then they're built to do that right now. To I, I got you. Team. I just don't see any way that Breeze – I mean, they, they, I think they got Mark Ingram re-signed, and they brought C.J. Spiller in there to help him out. So the whole game isn't on his shoulders. And there was a report that was out there that he wasn't happy with Kenny Stills and he wasn't happy with Grubbs. And that's what, part of the reason they got dealt. Yeah, but by the way, he also said he had no idea about Jimmy Graham. Hmm, something's fishy there in New Orleans. Right. Wait, so Drew Brees was consulted on, on the interior offensive lineman, but they didn't mention the Jimmy Graham thing to him. Hmm. I just don't I think. I don't know about I don't, I don't know he, if I buy that yarn. It's one thing to deal Jimmy Graham. It's another thing to deal the most popular player in franchise history, which Drew Brees is undoubtedly yep. the most popular. Well, I've gotten plenty of heat on Twitter since I made that statement last week. A lot of, lot of uh, words that are not nice. What, they say George sent- Rogers? No, no, no. Oh. I said no. I said that the Saints, I think, ought to trade. Oh, okay. I was Reed, about to say. I think they they might trade him on draft day or yep. before. I got a lot of a lot of hateful words sent in my direction. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. I now, if you guys were basing this premise or you check on the Jets making a deal for Jay Cutler, then that would be interesting to me because I could see the Bears wanting to part ways. I don't think John Fox is buying into that. Jay Cutler certainly has the uh, upside. And one other thing to factor in here. Bear in mind where the Jets play. It is tough for an aging quarterback, it can be, to play in cold weather. Now, Tom Brady has disproven that, but Tom Brady also has a ridiculous training regimen, uh, which I encourage you all to look that up. Peyton Manning could struggle with that in Denver. Do you want an aging quarterback and to to bring into New York, or do you want a guy like Jay Cutler who's got a rocket I'm arm? Not Woody I'm just Johnson. talking about I'm not Woody Johnson, though, and he definitely with the I, I reminded you – if you doubt this, with the Darrell Rivas chase, that he likes a PR splash. I mean, that was, as he said, this is about more than football in getting mm-hmm. Rivas back. It's a, it, it is a win against their arch rival in, uh, in the newspaper or online, I guess is more accurate in the 20th Well, let me century. throw another name out at you then. What about Colin Kaepernick? Now, Why not make a deal for Colin Kaepernick? I, I, a lot of upsides. There's a lot of upside, but I think you've still got to look at, like, for all these teams, we've been talking about this all, all through the offseason since the Super Bowl. There aren't many options out there. If you're, nope. you're talking about trading away your quarterback, you better be damn sure you've got something else that you can pick Agreed. up to put in there. And I don't know that the 49ers would have the stomach for that or the Saints would have the stomach for that because what's what your options? I think I know Russell Luke, Wilson. McCown, Luke McCown is number two in New Orleans. And, and, I um, agree. It's Blaine Gabbert in San Francisco. I, Those, I agree. That's why I think the Bears are the best option. I'm not saying I believe in yep. Jay Cutler. I'm just saying, using your uh, parameters there, Jay Cutler, strong enough arm to make the throws in New York, still young enough, uh, a smart player, whether or not he cares enough is a whole different deal. And I don't think the Bears regime is completely sold. sold. Now, the I, I agree 49ers, with that. 49ers, I don't think they could handle the PR nightmare. Right. Of they were already but here's Kaepernick. the thing. If you are to remain relevant in the playoff chase, unless you, again, back to my point of a couple minutes ago, if you have one of those QBs, then they're, then they're your insurance policy. They're, they're, Tom Brady makes everything all right, right and, to and have look, him. Everything around him doesn't have to be doesn't have to be flawless, and the Patriots are still going to be good. So, too, are the Steelers. Or the Steelers aren't going 3-13 and 13 with Roethlisberger on their team. Peyton Manning's team's generally speaking, haven't, you know, they've always been good because whatever flaws they have. But if you don't have that, though, then I'm not that Russell Wilson makes it acceptable for Marcus Mariota. But what it does allow you to do, if you reboot with a guy like that, is it reboots you in in terms of salary 
and that is attractive to, to start the clock all over again, back mm-hmm. to zero. If you have Mariota and you put him in there, like oh, I could make a case. Uh, in fact, I will make the case. That's Mark Ingram plus C.J. Spiller makes Marcus Mariota a pretty scary prospect sure. this year. If, if you put him in with the Saints right now, that offense sounds scary to Don't me. Don't forget Brandon Cooks. Right. Yep. That's, but, that sounds like a, a dangerous offense to try mm-hmm. and handle. But then – but you're you're him killing, running around. You're killing your own argument that someone's going to then pay a premium for Breeze. It's not just a matter of here's a fifth round pick for Drew Breeze and we've offloaded his salary because these players, these you know, high end quarterbacks, like you just said, are exactly the piece that you need to accept your insurance. Except that he's old. He's 36, and, you know, this. I, I think we all, I think fa- football fans, I think sports fans, we have a hard time moving off of the notion that what has been is never going to change just because, well, that's what, how could you, how could you say that the Broncos are not going to win the, the win their division this year? Because that's the way, that's the way life uh, unfolds. Sure. There's an ebb and a flow to such things, you know, for the most part. And Peyton Manning is, is old. And I have bad news for Patriots fans. Tom Brady's not going to play for another 15 years. You know, he at some point is going to fall off. And the Roethlisberger deal in Pittsburgh is terrific, but, you know, he's playing at this level for another Three years, maybe three, four years. I mean, that's the way it's going to go. Look like a really angry Grizzly Adams right now. I look terrific with this with this very rugged beard. All right, let's move on to some more reckless speculation now. Black tie. Is this the longest answer to a blacklist question? Longest ever. ever. I'm not a fan of uh, segments being derailed, especially when it's my segment. But you know, this conversation about Drew Brees, where he could go, where he might not go, is actually an intriguing one. Well, he didn't have a. He had a good year if you look his numbers up, but by his standard, and if you watch the games, he was. He just was crummy in big spots. But, it, but that NFC South, that NFC South is wide open. You could be the rebuilding Saints if that's what we were rebooting or whatever. That's what we want to call them. You can still win the NFC South, you know, almost accidentally in the last week of the season based on what's happened the last couple of years. So I wouldn't write. I I just think it would be crazy for the Saints to say goodbye to him this year. All right. Well, because, they're, they're, the Saints. There's still the Saints that aren't. To win Mickey it. Loomis hasn't contacted me to ask my opinion right. on this, but I think that he. In it deep down, those this team ain't winning the Super Bowl this year. So if that is the conclusion that he comes to or Sean Payton comes to, I would if I were Sean Payton and say like, listen, this team's all right. We might win the division, but we we ain't gonna beat the Seahawks and the Packers and whoever else this year. We're, you know, we're not gonna beat the Panthers. You can't the Falcons if you run the ball. Are gonna come back up. Well, back that goes the other way, right? I, if you don't have the elititudinous QB, then you better be able to run the ball and dominate defensively. Eh, your prediction. I mean, your 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 reckless speculation, let's call it. Well, I mean, I don't think we're still doing that, are we? What are you talking about? Wait, we only well, did we, one. We have eight minutes to go on today's show. We have yet to talk about Chris Borland, so I would love to get to that. We're going to get to it. I want to hear reckless speculation. All right, EH. EH, go. Reckless speculation. I have Green Bay over Indianapolis in Super Bowl 50. That's not. Whoa, oh. you jumped right to the end of the novel. Well, hey. I wrote power rankings today. I, I uh, you know, I stacked all the teams up, and I was looking at it, and I thought, you know, I could really see this Super Bowl. And I don't have Indianapolis at the top, but these guys can stay healthy. I, why not? Why not Indianapolis? Who's clearly better than Indianapolis? I think the they've AFC? improved. Well, that's that's my recurring point as well. The AFC, if and here's the other thing about the Patriots, and I would never, I, I it it's hard to speculate about a guy's. It, it's a weird thing to hinge your hypothesis on a guy well he's injury prone so therefore he can't be relied upon but really the Patriots now especially without Revis on the other side of the ball 
you know, Gronkowski has not been consistent with his health, and he takes a beating. Mm-hmm. And big guys tend to do that in the NFL. And, if you know, they become very mortal offensively if they lose Gronkowski. That's another reason why the AFC is up in the air. I like that pick there. Black tie, your reckless speculation. A reckless speculation. Uh, well, this is a tough one, actually. Honest, to be honest, I didn't have one ready. So can we just move on to the next topic? I emailed we have you. Five minutes left. I know I had one. You're but we a have jerk. five minutes left, so I want to. I want to talk some Chris Borland here. I want to talk um, Chris Borland too. I'm going to tell you one more. I said the Broncos won't make the playoffs. I'm going to. Do, I'm going to write more about this. Oh, here's one. The Rams will statistically and otherwise however you choose to measure these things, will overtake the Seahawks as at least the NFC's best defense, maybe the best in football. I think the attrition for the Seahawks, the Nick Fairley addition. I'm going to disagree with you on that one big time. I love love their line. Yeah, it looks great on paper, but, you know, that home crowd – has got to get behind that team and that defense. Oh, that'll Seattle definitely stuff. happen this year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that's part of it, isn't it? I mean, that's part of having a great defense. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, Black Tie, have your way. Move on to the next subject, which is Chris Borland. I saw EH tweeting about it, so we'll start with him. Well, I, you know. I... And if you haven't heard, of course, rookie uh, linebacking phenom for the 49ers, hung it up on Tuesday morning. I'm, I'm going to. Just say this. I think it takes a lot of courage for – I understand the long-term health things and all that kind of stuff. But I think it takes a lot of guts for a 24-year-old to decide that I'm not going to do for my career what I'm best at. And I'm going to go do something else. That is a really scary thing. I mean, it's scary enough coming out of college. You get your degree in something and you think, okay, this is what I'm going to do for a living. To already make a career change – and and not only that, but, you know, most of us coming out of college, we're going to hope to make $50,000, you know, making a career change. For Borland, he's truly putting aside uh, an incredible future to do something else. So I get all the, the health stuff. But to me, it's just it's taking a, a risk in that you're investing in yourself. Like, hey, you know what? I'm not a one-trick pony. I can do this, and I can do something else with my life, and I, I do applaud that. I think that takes a lot of guts. What was your first job coming out of college? Oh, my gosh. Do I have to answer this one? Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. <laughs> Elliot Harrison, if you aren't uh, aware, has a pretty uh, sordid past, his uh, professional life. He was in a music video once. Who was it? Brooks and Dunn? Brooks and Dunn. I can tell you the Brooks first. Brooks and Dunn, look up Beer 30 on YouTube and thank me later. You guys aren't going to believe this, but I remember the first gig, um, I did commercial work in Dallas. And the very first audition I went on after I graduated, I mean, literally, right? I, <laughs> I auditioned, I swear, to be a double, a body double in a movie called Universal Soldier 2, which was the biggest piece of trash ever. And I was Jean-Claude Van Damme's double in three scenes in the worst Action Holy movie you've God. ever seen. But wait, this actually happened. You were you. you yes, that is dying. I went. Life. I went from. I swear. I. <laughs> I. I met with this agent. He said, "You know, I'll, you know, I'll give you a shot." You know, I hadn't been doing acting like everyone else had. I had a business degree from North Texas, and uh, he said, "But there's an audition. There's a casting this weekend. We'll we'll try on a couple things. See how you do." Right. I went down. I, I'm like the same dimensions as that guy. I'm 5'9". I was like 180. Yeah, he's he's 20, a lot more muscular than you. Not then. Really? So, I mean, dude, I was 20, 23, 24 years old. I mean, come on. You, you were know? all jacked up? 
I wasn't all jacked up, but he's not all jacked up. You know, I was just in shape. I swear. <laughs> but I didn't have might to be take the greatest story ever. I didn't wow. have to. It's a true story. I didn't have to take my shirt off for anything. It wasn't. It wasn't that kind of deal. But I had to do this scene where I had to fight these guys or mimic the moves. <laughs> I did. I, I, is there to, video or anything of this? I had to mimic the moves where he's like throwing one guy into a dryer. We were like in a washroom. I remember that. If you've ever seen Universal Soldier 2, you might know of the scene I'm talking about. It was terrible. I couldn't see it. My brother saw the movie because I was in it. I never went back and saw it. I, I just could I knew it was trash when I was it was bad when I was shooting. Oh my heavens. I don't want to say trash. It was by, by the way, this, no, no chance. This is, that is not the most ridiculous thing AH has been on before his NFL. No, it's I, not. I don't know if you. We guys could know stop this. there. We could stop. Jerry no, Springer. You know what? Show. T, I think we could stop. Wait there. a second. What? Jerry Springer. Jerry Springer show. Black after, tie. This is not after fair. the <laughs> after the fair. Jerry Springer this show. Is the spear in the back. Four hundred yards. Called baggage, where you go on the show and you try to find a date. You know, deba- depending on what your baggage is, and you people match up. So EH was a contestant on this show called Baggage with Jerry Springer, <laughs> looking for a date. I'm at home one day watching during Thanksgiving a couple of years ago. And I'm like, my goodness, it's EH Elliot Harrison. So I mean, it's a great. I mean, it was did hilarious. I pick the right girl or what? I don't remember actually. Well, one girl had uh, my choices. One girl was kind of weird. The other girl, she was very upset with me that I didn't. I didn't pick her. She had like 75 pairs of porcelain hands in her apartment. And I'm like, why do you have... And she let her cat go to the bathroom in the same toilet that she did. Like her cat didn't have a kitty litter box. I I was a little little weirded out. What was your baggage? Uh, Oh, that I'm totally OCD. Like I will check to make sure the stove is off like 50 times before I go to bed. And so that was mine. Yeah. I have another friend who was on uh, the dating game. The old dating game. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Love Connection with uh, Chuck Woolery. Are you going to pay off this story? Well, the only thing I can tell you is is that, uh, yeah, I'll jump to the end of the book and <laughs> tell you that uh, later that day he made sweet love to her, the woman he chose, which is, I don't know, yeah, how do you admirable know? or creepy. Mm. Handsome. Your I thoughts have... on Chris Borland. Oh, Chris <laughs> Borland. Okay, good. There we go. Back then we'll get I to your next job. Um, my next job. Would you know something I don't? No, I'm sorry. Your your first uh, job out of school. I want to hear about that. Just um, because I know time is short for handsome. I, I want to no, get him I, You in. know what? I've I have managed to move the meeting that I that I was supposed to go. Oh, another twenty minutes. Excellent, excellent news. Best wow. news yet. Um, where are you going, Black Tie? You don't go anywhere. I have a meeting though. For what? Well, the show can keep going on. Just you guys are going to be on it by ourselves. So don't great. do anything crazy. Do you want me okay. to produce it? Uh, yes, yes, I, I think that would be for the best. What do you mean you have a meeting while we're doing the podcast? Who schedules a meeting when you're do when you're when you're producing a podcast? Well, for goodness sakes! Pull back the curtain. This podcast was supposed to happen a lot earlier, but someone came in an hour after they were scheduled to come in. Not you, Eh. Damn shake. All right, listen. What can I tell you? Mean Joe's, uh, Mean Joe's uh, nanny was sick today, so I had to delay the podcast. What could I do? Um, for aka football baby. Um, all right, so now to you, handsome. Uh, Borland, I look. I, I mean, I agree with Elliot. I think he he obviously has had to make some kind of a, a brave decision to to choose one career, which I, and I, I think Elliot's point is an excellent one. One career that probably he's not as um, as good at as as he was as playing football. I think probably the the macro point for me is just looking at that 49ers team and the attrition they've suffered over the last two weeks with. Players leaving, players retiring. You know that's that's a that's going to be a pretty tough one to swallow for that team, especially in a in a division where I agree. Are with they you. the last place team? 
by your yes. by, from what you can tell in right that, now in that division right now I don't know how I mean I think they'll have they'll have to have some kind of miraculous season for it for them not to be I love Carlos Hyde by the way I think he's going to be good I think yes. Tory Smith offers them something else on offense I think offense could be a wash they could even be a little bit better than they were last year but on on defense you know Patrick Willis is one of the best defensive players in the league uh, and he, maybe he didn't play up to it last year. If Justin Smith doesn't come back, there's going to be issues. I just uh, Donald Dockett could be a could be a nice piece there, but it's it's going to be pretty difficult. You know what's interesting is the NFC West probably collectively swings towards offense this mm-hmm. year because while the Rams, like I say, their defense should be mighty, the Seahawks just can't be as good. Well, if listen, if they wind up with Greg Hardy which wow. they're one of the teams chasing him, then they will remain just as scary, if not more so. But I think, obviously, the Niners are going to fall back defensively. The Cardinals without Todd Bowles you figure, and, and some other pieces, you figure they'll fall back a little bit. And, um, you know, the Seahawks, clearly, I have identified the need to open things up a little bit by going and getting Jimmy Graham. So I think everything swings toward offense. Um, in, not everything, but a lot of things point towards uh there being that not being a a a, a division dominated you know by defense. You know what, Sheck? I, I think the most important thing in the NFC West, uh, bar none, not fairly, not these retirements, not even the Jim and Graham trade, is Carson Palmer being healthy for 16 games. Let let's see what the Cardinals can do. Sands all the bad luck. Because I think we can all agree no team had as much bad luck as the Cardinals did last year. That, to me, just having an offseason of getting healthier. Uh, I want to see if the Cardinals can overtake Seattle. Why couldn't they? Why couldn't I agree. They? What if you that, buy the rumors that they go out and get Adrian Peterson? That would be interesting to me. And, by the way, it was Universal Soldier, the return. I wanted to correct yeah, myself. Sorry, yeah. Not I didn't two. think I've heard of Universal Soldier 2. But the return, now you <laughs> yeah. say that, I definitely would. A- absolutely. You know, the Adrian Peterson, I think people forget that Andre Ellington played hurt, like, the entire year. Uh, last year, it, if I were going to go out and make you know that kind of a big move, if I was the Cardinals, I would definitely you know going back to our earlier conversation, I'd definitely see if Breeze is movable rather than rather than another running back. I just don't think I don't know that having Adrian Peterson there, if you've still got Carson Palmer or mm-hmm. uh, you know even a healthy Carson Palmer as your quarterback, I don't know that that really makes you one win or two wins better than they were last year, which is clearly going to be the key for, for I agree. them to get over the hump. I agree. If you get a Drew Brees there, I'd say you are, you're the best team in that division. Um, yeah, I think that uh, I, I just, yeah, I'm, I'm, I guess I lean more in the direction of handsome Hank, just that Carson Palmer, even with Bruce Arians, who works wonders with just about any QB he gets, I just, I, I don't necessarily buy that. He is, uh, he's a difference maker for what, what that, how that division would have, shaken out I think he would have gotten them like to your point EH I guess I'm on the fence I guess he he would have been worth a win or two down the stretch maybe they even go into Carolina but it wasn't and knock just, them off but it wasn't just him I mean you know Ellington was playing hurt they were banged up all throughout the defense I mean they had to get Tommy Kelly you know gave them valuable time you know they, they were uh, Honey Badger has been hurt for so much of his career I'm talking about the the whole team uh, Darnell Dockett last year. I know he's in San Francisco. He missed time. They just they just didn't have any luck. I mean, and then at the end of the Dare year, Darrell Washington was put on the shelf. There you go. The started, They're right. playing Ryan Lindley against right. Carolina, and it's like we were all happy the Cardinals made the playoffs, but then we were like, well, that's an easy W. I mean, what game was easier to predict this year than the Carolina Arizona playoff game? I, I just think if the Cardinals had all their pieces, uh, it'd be interesting to see what they could do. 
in this division. All right, let's uh, but back to Borland real fast. People have very quickly turned this into put, putting it along with Jake Locker and Jason Worlds, who it seems retired for religious reasons. But the 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 uh, there's enough evidence for people to begin speculating now that this is bad for the NFL. Like this is going to be this is just the start of things, and players are taking it into their own hands. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that. I think it's. Uh, uh, something that the NFL has to be concerned with, not so much in 2015 as much as it has to worry about it in 2030. If if there are enough people around the country, if there are enough parents who say, well, if NFL players are doing it, then we shouldn't let our kids mm-hmm. do it. But I think I really do believe, and really I, I, I am only half kidding when I say this about global warming and everything else. I'm not late to the party on that. I have long, um, you know, believed what scientists say about these things. Um, and I'm so, not a scientist. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, that's, uh, but, but the thing that I always sort of hang my hat on is that people smarter than I will figure these things out. I feel like somebody, there will be a scientist who figures out like, you know what we'll do? Let's build a big ice cube maker up in Antarctica, or I mean, up in the North Pole that just perpetually dumps big ice cubes into the water. It'll cool it all down. Global warming solved. I don't know what the solution. See, maybe that Probably. if that's a if that's a thought starter to the scientists out there. I you know what saving the planet will be all I need in, in terms of payment. But in the same maybe way, maybe it is you, Dave. Maybe you are a scientist. But in the same way, I've talked to a couple of different companies in the last couple of years. I know that you know five years ago. Remember, ten years ago, or is he, or actually more like fifteen years ago, you would see. Some NFL guys running around with those goofy helmets. It was that little like uh, yamaka on top, yamaka helmet on top of the helmet. Yeah. Who was that? Steve Francis? Wallace was the first. Just, yeah, Steve Wallace of and the Mark Niners Kelso. had one of those. Those were the two guys. Yes, and yeah. Kelso wore it. And you know they keep trying different kinds of uh, of helmets. But I've thought in just the last six months. In fact, at the Super Bowl, I was talking with a guy from a company, and they really do believe he's incented. It's capitalism and all that that he's that his company is is going to change the future but i do buy to some degree that they'll figure it out they're already making strides as they invest in trying to solve it i don't think it's the end of of playing football and uh and i'm not gonna get uh, that grim about that stuff in the meantime though I, you know, I, it's it's too easy to side with Chris Borland. I don't think there's any argument to make here. I think people who are trying to stick their necks out and say, coward, and how dare you, this is a man's game. I mean, that's a, a minor, a very small percentage yes. of the population. I, I think everybody says, yeah, good for him. Yeah, he's uh, he's getting out. He's in good health. And, uh, you know, he get, and there's something to appreciate about it in the sense that, of course, he just gave up what is nearly guaranteed to be millions of dollars. That's the thing that people tip their hats to. It's an easy one to side with, though, ultimately. Yeah, it is. Wait, I, I wish that your argument that you kind of built it on was as easy to side with about the environmental changes. <laughs> I wish that was. I wish people agreed with on that. But I, 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 at forward. least I really do think yeah. some uh, uh, smart people are working on it. They're investing in it mm-hmm. to try and figure out the technology, the sequence of when somebody does get uh, a headshot. What do you then do in the ensuing five minutes, and five days, and five weeks? They've already. It seems right. like they're and, and the NFL, they're doing better with figuring that sort of thing out. Absolutely. And the NFL, I, th- I, be- I really believe, is is taking that and saying that we're going to be the people that do that. Yeah, but be but but I will say this: Do you think that there will be rules changes? At we've seen, we've heard talk about maybe no kickoffs and stuff like that. Do you think any of that stuff will happen? 
I think if if they if if the scientists, the smart scientists you're talking about, say, look, this is the this is the the biggest risk out there. You know, you've you've removed these type of hits, and you've you've added this kind of technology, whether it's the the actual the hardware that the players are wearing, or the fact that there are now doctors look actively looking for players who may be concussed and pulling them out from games. If they say, you know, the biggest risk you have right now to your game is kickoffs, for example, then yeah, I think they would definitely consider doing something different there. Yeah, I, th- I wouldn't be surprised if in the next five or ten years they do away with that. And the other thing is, I uh, this is I, I hate to bring it up, but they should. We don't need preseason. We just don't need the preseason games. If preseason games were so important from a football perspective, then why do college teams not play any of them? That 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 I mean, it's as simple as that. I know. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty obvious yeah. why why preseason games yep. are played, and that's that. All right, what's next, Black Tie? You want to wrap it up here? You want to know what my first job was, Dave? Tell me. I um, out of school. Out of school, yeah, not your first job. Yeah, out of school. I went and lived in a place called Paris. I've heard of it. I've been there. Paris, Texas. Paris, I've been Kentucky. there. Good antique stores? No, Paris, Kentucky. Oh, okay. And in Paris, Kentucky. Oh, I have heard this story. But yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. In Paris, Kentucky, my job um, was to castrate calves using my bare hands and a razor blade. Oh, my God. Oh, I definitely would rather watch EH's uh, turn on Jerry Springer. I had to. Someone had, exactly. There's someone doing this today. I had to. You would. I would be me and a buddy. We we um, took ourselves off to Paris, Kentucky. We were told that we had this job waiting for us on a farm in Paris, Kentucky. And every day we would have to drive out. How did this happen? How did you get from London, England to Kentucky to do this? And why would you take the job? Well, we, well, we wanted to. Me and a friend wanted to drive across the United States of America, and we decided that we would get somewhere and then get a job, and then we'd have enough money. We'd already been working in back in the UK to. We'd have enough money to buy a car. We bought a Buick Park Avenue, which is a car that you shouldn't drive across the country, and and drove it across the country um, to LA, in fact. And um, but the, this job was uh, through a uh, relation. Um, and we'd have to get to work at 6 a.m. every day, and we had a little flatbed like a truck, you know, like a kind of relations. Truck. And uh, and we had to um, there'd be calves ro- like roaming the 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 like fields. I don't know what they what you call them, like the plains or whatever that belonged to these people because they had a blue <sighs> bit of blue spray on the back or whatever. And you would one of us would be on the back of the of the truck, and this calf was calf was maybe a day old. And you would have to tackle it like a, you know, like without helmet. So concussions, concussions <laughs> oh actually God. could happen. Drag it onto the back of the truck while its mother was furious because its their precious baby had been was being taken away from them. And then you'd wrap an elastic band. Very oh my God! What what around around? What in hell? And then a day later, <laughs> who would have submit to, go... to this as a job and say, "No, I'm not doing that." What do you no? And then a day later or two days later, you'd have to go find the same calf that you put an elastic band Ugh. around its its um, nuts, oh. and then you would have to <laughs> cut. You'd have to cut that area off using the razor blade that I mentioned, and you'd do this all while fending off an adult. How adult. much did they pay you to do this? What a what a sinister I act! It, I think it was. I think it was the. I think it was the minimum wage. Man, I don't understand. Why do you get a bartending job? Why would you do such a gig? Because it was fun. <laughs> I mean, well, we would go and get, we would probably do two a day. The rest of the time, we'd pretend gosh. that we were doing work and we would just lounge around in the back of this truck. 
<laughs> and the, and they never caught on. No. Can you can you do uh, the, you know they, can written, y'all uh, can y'all castrate about? Oh, here uh, comes the southern accent, right? Uh, you know, forty head of cattle here. They never noticed well, it. They, it was only coming in. It about wasn't, two it a wasn't day. someone counting the bulls out. They went like, "All right, they, they, they're in. Go, let's go look and see how many bulls they cut off." All right, all right. grab them two at a time. At a two count for one. So, I thought right, I felt one. sorry for uh, Aaron Rodgers' calf after Sue stepped on it. This is like a <laughs> a whole nother. <laughs> How horrific. Oh, what a man. terrible story to share. All I did was eat craft services, fake a couple martial arts moves, and sit around for eight hours. But uh, it wasn't long after do, that. You also did do beer 30, and that yeah, really that again, was is bad. a video you have to um, go and see. Come but, on, man. But my next Great. job after that was working for the NFL, looking after William the Refrigerator Perry in London when he that's, played for the London fantastic. Monarchs. So it was, you know, it was, <laughs> that's it was fantastic. like a... Shaq, yeah. before we head out here, what's the, what's the <laughs> most interesting job you had? I really have don't have. We, we were doing the first job out of college, or one of the very first jobs right out of school. So you went to Indiana, right? Well, my first job, yeah, my first job in L.A. at least, you know, bartending and all that jazz in Chicago, and did a sales job that couldn't have been more boring. And in fact, it it uh, spurred me to move out to Hollywood. You were a bartender. What's that? You were a bartender in Chicago. Yeah. Well, wow. I used you... to shuck oysters as well. I was at a raw bar. It was a it was a Cajun joint, so I would sometimes when it get real busy, I would mix cocktails. But I'd also I could work I could shuck them oysters real good. I would do a lot more than two in one minute. I can assure you of that. I could pop them babies open. I could have a dozen on a tray for you, ready to go. But that was and then I did the sales job. And as I've said before, I literally can recall a few hazy moments during my four years in sales. I have no idea. I didn't know at the time what I was doing. (laughs) People used to say my sister was in the same field and she would ask me questions about it. And I would say, I have no idea about what you're, you're, but how do you, uh, how do you account for this? uh, What goes into the dollar in, in the structure of well, how does that dollar break down uh, with your spending within the? Co- I have no idea what you're asking me. I don't know anything. Could about you imagine Sheck as a bartender, Black Tie? Like Good usually, night. you think of a bar. I was a lot better at that than I was at sales. Yeah, you think of a bar, you think of the customer sharing, talking, sh- exactly. talking sharing That's... all sorts. No, in Sheck's bar, you sit down and he tells you about his life the <laughs> whole time. That's right. No way that worked out. What um, did you sell, though? That's interesting to me because it'd be yeah. like, He doesn't even know whenever you ask him about this, it was a sales job. <laughs> no, I'm guessing. Was, I'm going to get, can I guess? Yeah. Uh, I've got, first guess, Apple Jacks. <laughs> Apple Jacks. I was working for the get Kellogg's it. company. Yes. Um, no, I was, it was uh, corporate benefits. Okay. It was the worst. Wow. For large companies. So to be in sales, you know you have to be. I'd have to go to, like, Motorola, and I would have to tell them about their upcoming benefits. And I would, I w- was really not capable of doing that. But wait, you went to IU, I don't know right? how I made it four years in that. You went to IU, right? Yes. Or am I wrong? Okay, so why did you move to Chicago? It just seemed like a natural place. So you, you went like there a, without a job? Yeah. You just... It was a choice based on fun. It, it offered the highest fun potential for a 22-year-old. All my, and really, all my chums followed suit. And then my sister moved there, and it ended up being a grand time with a, a big collection of of chums for the better part of my twenties. I could you watch Steve Walsh at quarterback every. But week. then I decided I don't like this job. I'm going nowhere, so I I shipped off. And as I've said a million times, that you know people always talk about Hollywood as the place for dreamers, but what it what that includes a lot of dreamers equal losers who just know that they don't like and Home. won't make it. 
doing whatever they're but doing. But they don't so like where they, they came from. They love to go out there and try that foolishness. That seems like a fun way to go. If I'm going to make it, that would be cool. So they do that. And uh, I soon found myself working at uh, BattleBots. About, uh, I was writing for the show that uh, where the robots fight each other. Remember that show on Comedy Central? Yeah. I wrote that. That was that was probably my most humiliating moment in my career. How did aside from having, why did aside from having to tell get people about uh, about their benefits, <laughs> well, you, you and, know, and uh, when they would ask me a question about that, I would say I, I don't really know. Well, look, but, uh, I mean, both of you, that's great, but just consider having a, well, yours a, a warm worse. pair of calf <laughs> testicles in your hand. No, it's. I mean, it's. Just, listen, you win. What do you want from me? That's, Speaking of which, Drew, when's last you've time you just won a, a contest? I have no interest in winning. <laughs> you know, Drew Staten has his uh, his little wall. Their wall of fame with everybody back when they were like 18 or whatever, and he's been begging me to bring in my Medieval Times employee photo, and I finally did. I've got it. Uh, oh, yeah. Medieval Times as well. But that wasn't out of college. But what I, an onion well, you are to peel. <laughs> what an onion. You're, and you smell like warrior? one too, Smelly. No, I was 18. Uh, I sold uh, swords. Real quick, we have to put a bow on something that we brought up two weeks ago. No, can I just say something? This might be the last chance, last chance I get to tell a story about Medieval Times. I watched, I went to a show at like 6 or 7 in Orlando, and I thought it was legitimately real, and I was really worried people were going to die. And no one told me. <laughs> <laughs> no one, and my family told That's me, funny. like, hey, no one's going to die. Just enjoy the show. Oh, I want to get to, uh, I really need to. Um, Has uh, Black Tie seen Excalibur? No, two, two, two pieces of business. One looking forward. Black Tie came up with this himself. Everybody does their wacky brackets. Oh, NFL.com and NFL Network is doing a bracket right now. Best game wacky. of all time. Best no, NFL games of all time. No, that's not a wacky hey, one. Hank but and I worked really hard on that. Wackatology. Yeah, well, listen, people do, you know, the the – the lamos of the world do best cereals and stuff like that. But um, Black Tie has one that is semi-lame, but also fascinating to me. A bracket of the best movies that Black Tie has never seen. That's a fun list there. Godfather would be on that list. Star Wars. Star Wars. Indiana Jones. Please. Lord of the Rings. That's no, fantastic. That. Oh, that's right. I always get confused with ones you've, which ones you've you have seen. You have to see them out one through eight. All right. We have to see those out. We'll work on that behind the scenes, but definitely hashtag DDFP. Send us along your suggestions for that. But, of course, you anything you float is likely a movie that Black Tie hasn't But it has to be before. a top of the line, though. Top yeah, of has the to line. Be a Fight good, Club. Right. You know? Has to be a good – you have not seen Fight Club? I have not seen Fight Club, no. Have you seen, seen any Woody Allen movie? I believe I've seen Midnight in Paris. All right, that's a good picture. Mm. Yeah, it is. I think it's interesting that you're not sure if you've seen a movie that came out only a couple of years ago. <laughs> you know I what? don't know. I might have seen that one. But oh, while we're on the, the, the no, topic, no. Uh, seriously, the NFL.com bracketology is pretty cool. You can click on the, the games are matched up against each other. So, for example, it could be the catch versus beast mode. Um, and if you don't remember either one of the games, you can actually watch a short highlight on the game. There's a description and vote. It's pretty awesome. It's a 32-game bracket. Wait a second. Wait a second. I've looked at a lot of the games you have on there. I, that one, that, you don't have the Beast Mode game against the Saints in there. Absolutely. That's yes, That was a fan. That's one of the best games ever? Really? Go back and watch that game, Dave. Go back and watch that game. All right. Game. I, 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 I'm cynical. I understand. Vapidly so, because I don't remember the game. I just remember resenting a 7-9 and nine team hosting. A, True, but a the game. Saints were trying to repeat as Super yeah. Bowl champs. You had the Beast Mode run. It was a close game. It's pretty awesome. All right. Um, the other thing we have to wrap up here is I want to get uh, handsome at least since uh, we, we waited for you. Give us – we played the game of 
if you were stuck on an island, but that doesn't work because if you're stuck on an island, then you're going to be depressed, and that probably will inform the music you want to listen to. What give us give us three records, handsome? Oh, Didn't what did we, we do decide? this last time? No, because you didn't finish. If you were driving from um, from Nova Scotia to Mexico yeah, we City, did this when I was last on here, no, it you only gave here. one record. What you gave? Oh, you, you want more? Yes, you have to because you uh, get to have like five of them. Give me, okay. give me three. Uh, and you can so then you can go. I said Sam Cooke uh, uh, live in in the Harlem Club. It's a terrific live album. I would take Radiohead. I, would take I was going to say would OK take, Computer. Uh, I'd probably take OK Computer. Uh huh. And what else? I would take. Um, I like some reggae, and I tell you who I like: Burning Spear. Ah, very. The good. Burning Spear. Sure. Um, I can't remember what the, the. I think it's called In the Hills. The album. You ever listen to Bob Marley's Dance House, uh, da- uh, uh, um, dance hall music, like the early, the early yeah, Bob Marley? Was, yeah, very different. Yeah, than yeah what absolutely. You, uh, so very different. Legend it right. has a sound to it, which is nice. Right. But it's no, no. This is much. But more the dance hall is festive yeah. and, uh, and nice. Yeah, yeah. So those are your choices. Those would be my three choices. Nothing like the today. Beatles. Nothing. Nothing. Well, I guess Radiohead's pretty English. Yeah, Radiohead's pretty English. I'm surprised you don't go something American. REM. Uh, sorry, REM. Or? I like REM, but no, I wouldn't. They, they wouldn't. They wouldn't come with me in the car. You're so red, white, and blue for a British person. I'm <laughs> surprised you're not into like the Boss or something like that. Nah, I mean, again, I like him, but he's black tie. Not Before essential. we wrap, go ahead. I want you to. I'm giving you another chance. Boys yes. to Men was your last one. And that, that was, was a fail. That, that was a fail. low point for the DDFP. It. It was, it, you put me on the spot, I admit to that. You're breaking the them. curve. Our music taste on this show is way better than the Around the NFL. Well, we all have taste. different music tastes. You know, that's just general. I know, but mine is good. Different age group bad, by and far. And I don't want Boys to Men mentioned ever again. Well, Go no. Ahead. that's. I mean, it was it was a stretch for me. Big Michael Jackson guy, so I'll use, you know, have some of that. Thriller? Yes, probably go with Thriller on that one. Um, go with Maxwell. I don't doubt you've ever listened to Maxwell before. I've heard Maxwell. Maxwell's now album, probably one of the best. Um, lastly, I don't know. I don't know. It's a tough one. I still got to listen to probably one of Eminem's earlier albums. The you only had two LP. weeks to think about this. You couldn't think of any it's records music. that you would want to have. It's extremely hard. It depends on your mood. That's why it's fun to do. But this is for a drive for like that will take you probably 25 or 30 hours to make. 30, 35 hours even. You only get to have five records in the call. car. Oh, and Elliot, your radio doesn't work. So these five records that you have, this is what you get, This is what you have, and that's it. That's all you got, huh? Yes. I'll, I'll To bring you up to speed and to give you an extra couple seconds to think, Physical Graffiti by Led Zeppelin. Oh, uh, that's a great one. Eat a Peach by the Almond Brothers is going to come yeah, along with yeah. me. Built to Spills, Perfect From Now On is going to come with me. Um... I'm going to put uh, Exile on Main Street. It's an e- it's one that I think a lot of people are aware of, but I'm going to put the Rolling Stones Exile on Main Street. U-E-H. Uh, I would go, uh, I would need Eagles Greatest Hits Volume 1 because I like so many of the songs on that album. Uh, they're not my favorite band, but I, I just, you 2 the Joshua's Tree is uh, just a bang I know up it's hip to not like you two now, but Joshua Tree is a legitimate. It makes you think, and I also like you uh, two under a blood red sky a live album from the really early days. I'd want uh, Last of the Mohican soundtrack for sure. Uh, <laughs> Last of the Mohican I would. soundtrack. I love movie scores, man. I love. Oh, whoa, whoa, that's my thing. 
I love is, movie scores. Do not not sound. That. Don't think soundtrack. No, I'm like, talking score. Do yeah, not steal we're that. not talking about "Take Your Breath Away" by Berlin I, I and totally the Top Gun. I'm, I know what you're the saying. The score to "Last Mohicans" is my favorite, scores, and I love Gladiator scores. Fantastic. <laughs> and then I can't laugh at you when I say I'd like to drive around listening to NFL films music all the time. I was about to, to say I have. I have to. This is so embarrassing, but I have a tape recording of the 1966 NFL title game: Packers Cowboys at the Cotton Bowl. Meredith Star, I love it. I love it. And it just kind of zaps me back into like a historical time. A good like NFL that. film score, the hard knocks open. Yeah, it's outstanding. It doesn't get better. Sam Spence. And, is another the guy. pretty good movie score. You're going to hate on the movie, naturally. The second Transformers movie, great score. Done by uh, <laughs> Hans Zimmer's under- You know what, though? A lot, of, a lot of movies that you wouldn't expect to have a fantastic score do. Uh, the Universal that, Soldier 2, the reawakening <laughs> is pretty good. Uh, the, uh, the the last Rambo movie had an amazing one. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Um, you well, know, the best scores, I, I mean, off the top of my head, well, I'd go with the classic ones, but, you know, Star Wars, it begins good. and ends, right? Last of Mohicans is better, but, yeah, Star Wars is good. Gladiators is Gladiator score is better than the music. You the know movie. who's got a great score with original music in it is uh, the Kill Bill pictures. One of the oh. guys uh, from um, who? Wait, who did that score? It was uh, it was a rap group. Uh, who am I thinking of? Was it RZA? Uh, it might have been. I know he's he's done some stuff with them. I think it that's who been. it was. That's who, I think it was. We'll RZA. Tag, yeah. Um, yeah, from the Woo. I've seen the Woo Black Tie. How about that? Nice. Are you surprised by that? I like your. Alvin I've seen Brothers De La choice. Soul. I've seen. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. I saw De La Soul. I saw uh, Tribe Called Quest. I'm not a square black. Yeah, you're right. Guy. See, I agree. Yeah, with, I agree with Black Tie here a little bit too. You know, like it all depends on your mood too. Because oh, yeah. to me, Appetite for Destruction is the best debut album probably ever made, and that's that's not something I'm going to want to listen to on a road. Ramones. I'm not going to want to listen to that on a road trip. I'm not going to want to listen to the Ramones on a road trip either. But your Ramones, Almond Brothers, Ramones, choice, Ramones I is the be- is my favorite. Uh, is the best first record. Okay, the who's who's next is a good one. Who? That would yeah. be a good choice there. Um, all right, this so is the longest gonna... podcast ever, huh? I don't. Is, how it's long off is the it, rails. Black Tie? It's gone off the rails. I feel like all we've right. only been doing about twenty minutes now. No, we've done more than twenty minutes. No, we've done like a good hour. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. Sheesh. I think that's a good topic, though. The the albums that you would listen to. I mean, that's, that's so tough, broad, man. Though. It's broad. I so want to do Black Tie, and I'm not jiving you about this. I want to do. A thing, but I want to ju- I want to bring Spotify in and uh, do this with playlist. players. But I want to do I want to I want Spotify to be a part of us doing this. I don't want to just cobble together these lists. I'd like to see if we could get Spotify to support them. And the next, you know, when we have I, you know, whoever Martellus Bennett in here next week or whatever, I'd like for him to put his list together, and I'd like Spotify to share it. I'll tell you what, though, if I was in a bad mood. And I was driving, I was like driving against my will. <laughs> pretty Hate Machine by Nine Inch Nails. I think that would pretty much, that's still the most unique album I think I've ever heard. In well, my life. actually, if you've been watching when the show, The Jinx, it's been uh, uh, the documentary series. It's just the spectacular stuff. And it resulted with the guy, getting ar- Robert Durst, getting arrested the morning of the finale of the show. I read about that. And then they confused, the AP confused. They released a statement saying something to the effect of, Former Limp Biscuit frontman Robert Durst has been arrested in New Orleans for the oh, murder boy. of Susan Berman, and then they obviously had to correct that. But um, that would be it to me: Limp Biscuit or Corn. 
one of those are distra- that is the that is the nadir of music. I don't care what your interests are. I don't, I'm not into all kinds of music, but that was the that was the bottom of the barrel in my lifetime for music. Was that whatever you what do you call that music? I don't know, but if Besides Trent, if, hey, but Nickelback? Black Tie, if, that was the worst. Black Tie. Nickelback. If Trent Reznor is a dedicated listener of the DDFP, he must be so pissed right now. No, that, that's that not mentioning his name. Made check think of Fred Durst. <laughs> that's, that's, that doesn't get lower than Low. that, man. Um, all right. So that's it. I didn't realize. I thought we had just begun, let alone uh, uh, um, now I realize that uh, we're it's time to wrap it up here. Do we have any guests later in the week here, Black Tie? Oh, we're going to talk to Greg Rosenthal, Patriots um, lover and uh, the main man at the around the NFL. We're going to talk about the last six weeks and how different they would have been had the Patriots not won the Super Bowl. It'll be fun. Meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.